to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice Gant and Tom Bridwell. I love that music. Yeah, I do too. We should Pretty just good. play that for 30 minutes. <laughs> we can have good a dance-a-thon in here. <laughs> Get guitars and you, if you guys should see this room. It's amazing. They've got uh, keyboard. He's Tom has keyboards, guitars, piano, yeah, drums. One, one time on the YouTube channel, Tom, you need to take everybody on a tour real quick. Yeah, of this I cool will. room. Maybe I will. Speaking of this place, I li- literally just looked over during the opening song, and I see this very cool stool. Is it bottle caps? Yes, bottle caps. Smashed bottle mm-hmm. caps. Did That's you right. have this made? I did. I was just. Uh, I was at the. Vickery Park Bar over on Henderson like 15 years ago and this I sat next to this artist and he we just we struck up a conversation complete strangers and he told me what he did and I said that I was in the market for a uh, acoustic guitar stool so that when I record acoustic guitar the stool will not make a peep of sound So when somebody's sitting on it, it doesn't squeak when they lean or shift their weight because then it'll just get on the microphones. And he said, so it needs to be solid steel with solid wood. And then uh, he built me a little pick drawer. You can't, if you see that little silver hook. I see it. I see it. That's a drawer for guitar picks right there in the stool. That is so cool. Yeah. And is there any significance with the... Holy Trinity, with, that, that those three black circles on the top. Oh no, I don't see that. Yeah, I it's was on gonna the top. S- it's a, it's just a it's a symbol that I've always enjoyed. Oh, okay, no, I was I was gonna say with the different bottle caps. No, he just okay. collected different ones okay. and just used them. Okay. but he took black ones to make those that design on the top of the stool. What so an artist! Did he just pound them flat? Yes, and then waxed over with with some sort of crazy epoxy that's uh-huh. like really smooth and clear it's a really cool stool yeah, it is it's such it's a real cool. heavy i mean it's it it's probably 40 pounds at wow. least wow yeah, but it doesn't move there's not one moving part on it so it can't make any noise we learned that a lot is, from you last we week really we learned do. about eq so did you <laughs> yeah. you learned about EQ. yeah emotional quotient <laughs> you know like, did you just accidentally say eq instead of iq i'm like no <laughs> Did you just accidentally misinterpret yep. e- IQ for EQ? <laughs> I would like to come in here and play with all of these toys. Yeah. And then have fun music blasting. Do you have, because you've got all these speakers in here too, so yes. you can have really great music. Indeed. Do you like Spoon, the band? Oh, yeah. I love Spoon. As a matter of fact, the keyboard player for Spoon, um, I've recorded some of his music that. That's that cool. one of those guitar amps that's next to that piano actually belonged to Spoon. And did you, oh, you, you told us told that. Tom that yeah. too, yes. right? Yes, I did. You've, yeah. told that. You've shared that story yeah. on here. That's a cool yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I think it'd be fun to be in here and blast Spoon. Yeah, <laughs> I can we, that can be arranged. <laughs> I might have to have a cocktail or two before we be got so on. That would so fun. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Let's have a party back here. You could host Blair, karaoke night here. Didn't Blair have, didn't you have something back here? Yes, we our Christmas party last year, so I guess yeah. 14 months ago, she came to that and... 
we definitely had music playing out here loud, like for the for the people who <laughs> stayed past midnight. She's a really good dancer. You know, when we we I took the girls to St. Bart's one time, and and there's this restaurant in St. Bart's that at midnight they clear all the dishes off the table, and then people get on the tables and dance oh, with really loud music. So. We w- I took the girls there, and Blair and probably both of her sisters were dancing. And so <laughs> the next day, we were sitting on the beach, and this girl came up to me, and she said, Is that your daughter? And I said, Yes. And she said, I saw her last night dancing on the table. And I said, Oh, yeah. And she goes, Is she a stripper? Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Because she can, she can. Have you ever seen her? Well, do you probably saw her dance? Uh, yeah. She I, I, can dance. That's so cute. She's a cutie, too. She's hilarious. She's a, I, I mean, even just her as a yoga instructor, she cannot sit still. She's. <laughs> Tapping, moving her little tush, singing <laughs> while she's like doing yoga. I mean, she loves music. Yeah, yeah. you can tell. Yeah, she's funny. Well, that apple <clears throat> didn't fall far from the tree. You love music. <laughs> I too. do love music. <laughs> Um, okay, we need to thank our sponsor for today, Frances Mitchell. She gave us a handsome little. Uh, donation sponsoring last week and this week. So thank you so much, Francie, for being a huge supporter. We make it super easy for you to uh, get behind what we're doing. So whether you are a um, small business corporation individual, we absolutely would love and appreciate your, um, your sponsorships. Every episode's $200. And all you have to do is Venmo at Tova. Dash Cedo. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, you guys, for donating. Yeah. We appreciate it. We do. We, we don't it. buy shoes with it. We promise. I wish. <laughs> God, give us more donations so we can do that. <laughs> no, it's all, it's all for the cause. It's all for the cause. It's all for your remedies. Yeah. Um, okay. So today we are doing a topic that I'm really excited about. Um, I think, Tom, especially you will, well, I appreciate it because I have kids who are coming out of being teenagers and but still often act like teenagers. <laughs> and you have one that's about to about to head in. So um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think you'll get a lot out of this, Tom. Yes, indeed. And people in your in your what is that age group or <laughs> what <laughs> kids with that that age? Betty's 10, 11. She's eight. Oh, she's eight. Oh, she's got some time. Oh, gosh, she seems so mature. She is a mature little girl. <laughs> she definitely is. She wow. really is. I saw her today, and I, she does not seem like an eight-year-old. No. She's she's mature. She, she really is. is. She Emotionally is. mature. Yeah. She has a high EQ. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, this will be fun, because I have two teenage grandchildren Right now. Well, and you've counseled a lot of teenagers. Uh Uh-huh. I have. Counseled a ton of parents who are hurting or struggling because of their teenagers. So I think think this will be a good one. So we we have a list, 10 things teenagers want to say to their parents. Um, It'll be interesting to see if we agree with these all as well. Okay, so the first one, I really like this one. Please talk to me, or I'd even go so far as say with me, 
mm-hmm. and not at me. Boy, parents are guilty of this. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that's good advice, Janice? Well, because they have an opinion, you know, mm-hmm. and when we're we're talking with them and even if we have something that we need to say to them, we want to be mindful of how they're going to hear it. Mm-hmm. Because what we're wanting to do with teenagers in particularly, we want to help them self-regulate. Because at that age, at about age 12, 13, kids sometimes have trouble regulating mm-hmm. their emotions and their verbiage and that sort of thing. And so they, we want to make sure that we're allowing them to express themselves and we want to allow, we've got to listen mm-hmm. and hear them, even if you disagree with it. Why is it so hard for so many parents when their children disagree with them? Because they're out of control at wanting to be in control, and they're mm-hmm. scared. They're scared mm-hmm. to death that, that the kids are going to start as they enter adolescence, then they're going to start drinking, maybe smoking weed or whatever it is. Some sort Having of rebellious sex, Some sort of behavior that the parents are not quite ready to wrap their arms around, mm-hmm. you know, or even have any idea about it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really, really important. And so what you can do when you're talking to your teenagers is you can say, hey, there's something that I really am interested in talking with you about. Is this a good time mm-hmm. for you to listen? Mm-hmm. And then then you say what you want to say, mm-hmm. and then you can say, do you have any, you, any, you want to talk about that at all, or mm-hmm. do you want to add to it, or do you disagree with it? And they'll probably, for the most part, say no thanks. <laughs> yeah, you for know? sure. But, that's okay. but you're giving them the opportunity to, which, which then... By doing that, you're saying to your teenagers, what you think matters, mm-hmm. and I care about that, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, they, they are not us. Yep. And I, I think that one thing that we do as parents, I know I did, is, and, and I, I'm not, I wish I didn't, uh, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and yeah. that rearview mirror is so clear. But one thing that I did that I wish I could go back and redo is when my child disagreed with me, I had very little room for that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of parents, I don't think I'm alone in this. I felt like they were being disrespectful Mm -hmm. and it's not, they're not being disrespectful. They're just having their own thought process, opinion, and you know they're they're in a completely different life category perspective than we are. Well, yeah, and then if we don't allow them to have an, the ability to express themselves, then they're not going to do it they with won't. their friends if their friends are trying to get them to do something. Mm-hmm. So being able mm-hmm. allowing I I know that with my three now very adult daughters, that I did not do it the right way. I guarantee I talked more to them than... And at them than with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would do that 
way over. And I know that my girls are very different with their children, so I'm Mm. so grateful for that. I think everything has shifted. You know, I think the world has recognizes that there are better ways to raise teenagers Mm -hmm. than to just fuss at them all the time. Mm -hmm. Nag them, talk at Uh them, try to make tell them what to do, exactly how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think our parents beat us down a little bit Mm -hmm. too much, and and I think we. I mean, I'm I. I think I did it a little bit better than my parents, but I still probably talked at my children way more than I wish I did. Yeah, me too, for sure. All right, number two. Okay, number two, give me a chance to get it wrong. Now, how about that? Mm -hmm. Because... It's a little scary mm-hmm. because there are there are dangers that teenagers are maybe not really accepting the danger around things sure. and behaviors and some activities. Well, that part of their brain just hasn't yeah finished well, developing. No. The part that says, if you do this, this could happen. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, but you can't micromanage them. No. And so... Well, you can, but that's not going to help your relationship with yeah. them. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to well, learn how to hide things. Well, and they're going to go away to school. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to go to junior high and high school. And mm-hmm. so they're, you know, we... They're they can they're going to make some choices. Mm-hmm. The choices we think that we can make sure that they're doing it right, but we can't because mm-hmm. they're they're on their own. They're really getting to the point of being on their own. So I think that is a really important thing: is that we can tolerate the insecurity and the fear that we have in ourselves. To it's scary if. There are certain things that they do that then they get it wrong. Yeah. You know? And and what an opportunity. I mean, I, I don't want to go into detail because it's my daughter, but she she had a rough go over Thanksgiving and stubbed her toe pretty good. And um, and after things calmed down and we talked about it, um, and she, you know, she apologized and just you know, her eyes were widened through that tough mm-hmm. experience. And we, after we talked about, I said, baby, did you learn, did you learn what you felt like you needed to learn through that? And she was like, oh man, did I mom? Mm-hmm. And I said, then let's learn the lessons. You taught me this, mm-hmm. throw away the experience and let's move on. Yeah. And she just started crying. And she was like, thank you. I said, I never need to talk about that again. And I think that kids, when we give our children permission to be human, it, they, I don't care. Uh, I think that parent, I don't, I think that kids always want, have some element, conscious or not, of wanting to please their parents. Oh, yeah. And, and wanting to never be a disappointment to their parents. And, and so even if they act like they don't care, I really think they do. Oh, I think they do too. And so if we love them, even in their mistakes and allow that, you know, talk about the lessons, heck yeah, talk about the lessons, but we don't keep bringing up the experience and making them pay and feeling yeah, them Yeah, we don't want to beat them up with it. Yeah. And, you know. 
let's move on. Yeah. I I think that's kind of a shocking thing for a child to hear because I think they expect their moms and dads to belabor the the mistake. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to let it go. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Tom, you want to tackle number three? Sure. Let's see. Have faith in my abilities. Respect me. Tell me I can do it. Mm. I love that. I do too. You can do this. Yeah. Instead of telling, it's going to be hard. I'm not sure. I don't know about that. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. And boy, do they adopt whatever mindset you have as a parent. Mm -hmm. I have seen this through and through. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a girl that I counsel who has the the thought process of all the things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. That's all she thinks about is all the things. But what if da da da? And what if da da da? And so her son came to talk to me, and he talks exactly like her. Oh, I'm sure. And he's 11. <laughs> oh gosh. And he's like, but what if da da? And what if I'm like, oh, it's happening. It's already happening. Like you have adopted this mindset of all the things that could go wrong instead of all the things that could go right. Which means you're going to live a very limited existence. The plane could crash. Yep. I could drown in the river. Yep. There (laughs) might be snakes. Yeah. You know, it might be scary. What if? Well, what if not? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I am Mm -hmm. so thankful I do not have that mindset. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, okay. Number four, pulling away doesn't mean I don't love you. I need this time. So what do they need this time for, Janice? To develop their own value system. They're starting to do that. They've learned a lot, but they have to do a little bit of testing in order to determine if that is applicable to them. You know, mm. so we, if they don't have time to be with their peers and not be under the thumb of their parents all the time, they will start to develop their own value system. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I also think that this, this is something that all three of my children have done. That, you know, they were, we were thick as thieves when they were young. And then there was a time, and for each of them, it was in different age and in different ways. But all three of them have pulled away. Oh, yeah. From me. And developed friendships yes. that they don't and have anything to do with. Started to you. confide in other people and not me. And so when, when children are small, we're their everything. But then they grow up and they start to have, like you said, a life of their own. And, I think as parents, it is so easy to take that so personal. Yeah, I mean, my kids used to fight about who was going to sit next to me at the restaurant. Like, there were times there were chairs knocked over because nobody gives a shit about sitting next to mom anymore. You know? No, they're saying, I don't want to be there. I don't want to sit there. Exactly. <laughs> She'll be telling me to eat She'll with my mouth shut. Ask me too many questions. <laughs> uh-huh. 
And <sighs> but that's not because they don't love me. No. It's not because I did something wrong. It's not because they're doing it because they need to do it. Yes. They have to separate. Yes. It's part healthy. of the plan. <laughs> it's healthy. It is very healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really like that one. I need this time. Even if it's scary. That. And it is kind of mm-hmm. scary. Well, you you're starting to lose control. Yeah. Well, which is an illusion anyway, yep. you yeah. know, but it is but it's when they're so six, important. You know exactly where they are and exactly what they're doing. And <laughs> tearing something up. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you actually don't. Maybe more when they're like eight or nine, you know. Yeah. You know where they're doing. You know where they're at. It's yeah. pretty predictable, but yeah. it, it it gets pretty unpredictable as it they does. get older. It does. And that's a hard thing to get used to. Yeah. I remember um, Carter one time, he and I got in a in a pretty big doozy. And he was like, he said to me, it's not about you. <laughs> Everything is not about you. And I was like, wait, wait it's not. It's not. <laughs> but it was a real big eye opener that yeah. I was taking so many behaviors of theirs personal. He's yeah. like, I'm just trying to grow up, Ma. Yeah. In so many words. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want the next one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm trying harder than you know. I love that. I think parents can get so wadded up about their grades or Mm -hmm. how well they're doing in basketball Mm -hmm. or in their cheerleading or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's a great word. Wadded up. (laughs) mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I think... I think most kids are really trying. I do too. I really do. And I think most parents are really trying. I think if they if they're not trying, then the first thing I would do is try. If it's academics, it would be to try to get them tested to make sure there's not mm-hmm. some sort of a learning difference, you know. But I, kids are not. They're just not. They're not like adults that are gonna. They they tend to want to do it and do it well. If they're gonna do it, they want to do it and do it well. Mm-hmm. If they choose mm-hmm. to do it, you know? and I don't know that added pressure helps. I don't think it does. It does really, not help. That is not a motivator for my children. No, I don't. If think I'm it's, on their ass, I don't think it's a motivator for anybody mm-mm. really. Mm-mm. I really don't. I think mm-hmm. that it may motivate them to do it just so that they get out of the thumb. Yeah. From under the thumb. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Just yeah. so you'll stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom, you want the next one? <clears throat> sure. Uh treat me like the adult I'm becoming, not the kid I'm leaving behind. Oh, that's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, for the teenagers you know, for to be able to say, What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to have a problem with this one because I feel like I probably treat Betty more like an adult than I should treat her like a kid. Like I think I'm forgetting <laughs> that she's a kid sometimes. I wonder if that is easier to do with just one child. Maybe so. Because it the, the adults rule in the house. You yeah. know, like there's a, a there's more of an adult mindset in your household than there is a child. Like if she had a sibling or uh-huh. two siblings, the mm-hmm. kids kind of take over, you know, and the, yes. the kids kind of have the, uh, not upper hand, but you know what I'm trying to say. But yes. Betty is interacting with pretty much adults when she's not at school. That's correct. So that would make sense to me. Yeah, it would. 
for sure. I have always found that quality in in uh, children who don't have siblings. They always just seem a little bit better with adults. Well, yeah, I they think seem really good more with mature adults. Mature a little yeah. bit. They mature a little more mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, number seven. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. And oh, and then it says, "I have so much I want to say." You know, I agree with that. I think that uh, maybe a maybe a tip for that that I've learned as a parent is not okay. All three of my children talk. Mm-hmm. They will talk to me. But all three of my children talk to me and communicate with me differently at mm-hmm. different times for different reasons. Like Anna Pren, she'll talk to me at any time about anything. Mm-hmm. And she'll go deep quick. Uh, Carter, he needs, he needs concentrated time. So I have to take Carter on a date. Uh-huh. And I learned this when he was young. Mm-hmm. I started taking my kids on individual dates on a monthly basis when my kids were young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Carter will tell me anything on date night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And George, George will talk to me in the car. And George will talk to me if we're just home eating dinner or we're just sitting on the couch watching a movie, something will come up. But so you kind of have to find your that individual sweet spot yeah for your teenager yeah uh i've heard a lot of parents say that their kids talk to them when they come home from going out Mm -hmm. craig's boys do that if we're home chilling out and they come home friday saturday night they're chatty i mean we've stayed up till two three four o'clock in the morning chatting with his boys and you just have to kind of do it Mm -hmm. because that's when they are talking Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's as individual as, or as unique as the individual, but I think, I do think that they want to talk and I do think they have a lot to say. Oh, they absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Did you find that with your girls? Yeah. Yeah. That they approached you differently uh, and needed things differently? Well, from each other? No, from you. Oh. Like they weren't the same. No, they, no, they were different. They were mm-hmm. really different. Some of them, you know, but they would they would talk, but they had all three. They had each other. Mm-hmm. So they would go. They were tight with one another. That's so, and, so but cool. But they, but yeah, they they really did talk. They do talk. Yeah. And they still talk. They'll tell me a lot. Sometimes I don't really want to hear it. <laughs> a little nervous about it. <laughs> um, I've, I've felt that before. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to try to act like this is <laughs> okay, not scary. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Even my boys will talk to me, but you just have to do it on their terms. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. You want to take eight? Uh, Sure. I'm excited about my future, but I'm also scared. I think this is really important because I think that 
it's so okay to be scared oh, yeah. about like going to college and am I make gonna are my grades gonna be good enough? Am I gonna have a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Am I gonna have a girl, girlfriend? Am I gonna make the football team? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is scary. It's scary growing up, mm-hmm. and you know the parents aren't around as much to kind of protect them, mm-hmm. and so I think I love this because I think it is important. For parents to even be able to say, wow, I can't, you're going to be going to high school next year. Is that kind of scary to you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, to really kind of throw that out there mm-hmm. and give them the opportunity and permission and permission to, to talk about that and to mm-hmm. be scared. Being scared is not a bad thing. Mm-mm. Being scared is a human thing. I think it's almost strange if, if you're not scared. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up is scary. It it can be for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know sometimes it's still scary. It is. <laughs> <being a> grown <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. I saw this so much with George when he was trying to make a decision about football. I mean, um, he's just been a different person the last month. You know, coming down to decision day and. And I know it's because he just doesn't want to make the wrong choice. Yeah. You know? And I was like, after he signed, I was like, can can we get back to, like, good moods and happy? and Yeah. <laughs> like, he was just a stress ball about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And it's because he's scared. Well, and, you're, and even if they're not, just going to college itself is scary. Absolutely. Yeah. And making the choice of where to go and yeah. did my, am I making deal. the right choice? It's mm-hmm. it's a really big deal. I did always tell my kids, you can change your mind. Oh. You do not have to if you make a choice and you get there and you don't like it, you don't have to stay. A hundred percent. I mean you might not leave after the first two days. But, right. Right. But one semester in, you can leave. And you're still miserable. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. I've said the same thing to all of mine. Yeah. Uh, Number nine, don't give up on me. I need you. Yeah. That's a lifetime statement. (laughs) And I love hearing you say that because your kids are grown. Yeah. And they still don't want you to give up. Would never. And they still need you. Mm Mm-hmm. And want you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times... People have talked to me when they've talked to me. They were like, and then I called my mom. And the second I heard her voice, I just started crying. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how old you are. No, you can no. just hear that voice of home, and you just start crying. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what that one reminds me of. Yeah, it does me too. Tom, you want to finish this up? Sure. Uh, number ten, love me unconditionally, please. Do you think it's possible for us to love our children unconditionally? Oh, yeah. I think it is. I think it's absolutely. I think it's the only relationship. It's the only relationship that you can that you love really. unconditionally. Well, I mean, relationships have conditions. But I think with your with your children and your grandchildren, that will just continue to go on, is that they cannot do anything that will destroy my your love. love. Yeah. Now... There could be some conditions that you had to take. You might have to take a break from, or mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, I I always say you know, relationships have conditions all over them, except for parent to child. Yeah, I that's totally the agree. One. 
Yeah, because our love with our significant others has massive conditions. Oh, yeah. And yeah. people, so when people say, I just love him unconditionally, I'm, I'm like, like, no, you I don't. don't. <laughs> you taught me that. I'm like, no, you're right. I don't love him. I have massive conditions about my love. Let me give you my list. <laughs> it's more than 10. <laughs> totally. Oh, that's totally. funny. Well, I'm sure there's a lot more of these, but I think this is a great, you know, this, is, this inspired me to remember things about my kids. Yeah. You know, I always say that the, I think one of the silliest things God ever did was think that it was a good idea for a human to raise another human. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard because we're all just human. Yeah. And so to think that we could do a good job in raising another human in all my well, we can do we can do a good job. We just can't do a perfect job. Yeah. And that's the best that's way to say it. That's the difference. Yeah. Yep. And I I just think there's always time. You know, there's like you and I have talked about a lot and over the the years of the remedy about all the mistakes we've made as parents. Mm-hmm. But there's still time for us to get it right. Yeah. And keep going and turn yeah. it around. And don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> don't give up. Well, we hope this helps you guys. Have a wonderful week and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs>